Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow GDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently resign right here on the penthouse suite of the GDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, where the hub of the signal resides. And if you fire a straight line up to the top of Mount Ontario on a frozen lake, in the middle of nowhere is my co-host, the one and only Crystal Stewart. How are you, my friend? I'm fabulous. Thank you. How are yeah. you? Ah, uh, I am. I am good. I'm alive. I'm. I can. I'm happy. It's a nice day. The sunshine shone for a while, and we're about to have the uh, the uh, inspirational, motivational juggernaut is that is the weekly DDPY. Warrior of the Wee segment, so uh, how can I not be good? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, see, you know, you know, I, I sometimes I oversell the intro, like, and not not that we're not going to have a good show, but I don't. Sometimes I don't think anyone could live up to the intro that I do. So should I like should I set the bar low, and then people are like, oh, he surpassed it, or should I set a bar that like not even like Stanley Kubrick could come down from? The, the wherever he is to uh, direct this episode, <laughs> still wouldn't reach those heights. I never know where to go yep. with that. Yeah, aim high, my friend. <laughs> always go high. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always thought like when we're when we're doing a show like this, uh, you know, the rap they have the hype man. I always yep. thought I'd be a great like realistic hype man. Like, oh yeah, this guy is okay at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, ain't no party like a West Coast party, but a West Coast party unfortunately has to stop at one o'clock in the morning due to noise constraints. Like, I mean, nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I, I digress. Um, speaking of which, I know that you've done a lot of work on the DDPY site uh, this week and a lot of work on the DDPY Facebook page and the DDP yeah. Radio brand new Facebook page. So before we introduce our guest, I want you to uh, talk about that real quick because you have an official home of DDP Radio on the Facebook. Facebook. And uh, you want to give some people a little bit of info on where to grab that? Yeah, actually, you can just type in, I believe it's just DDP Radio on Facebook and up it pops. Or, you know, I know that a lot of people who listen to us, they have people in the community that they're friends with. And chances are by the numbers... Um, somebody that you may have known has liked the page, so you can just probably go through them as well and follow the Yellow Brick Road. But, yeah, so we started a Facebook page. It's been received really, really well. Um, it's got a lot of people that have liked it. It's um, it's a work in progress still, but, yeah. Um, we've, how, how many likes we got on there? Um. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that there's over 300 members. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we should make some incentives too, like the Mike Mullen swimsuit edition calendar if we get to a certain level of people. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Chris, Crystal and Mike sing duets of the 1980s or something. Like, we'll do a whole oh. record of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
No, uh, we appreciate everyone who checks out the page, and, and I think that's awesome. We've been meaning to do that for a while, and, you know, I know you reached out to the big man up, uh, in, the, in, in, the, uh, in the hub and uh, got the okay to do this, so I thought this was a, a great way to kind of keep our own little space on the page and let people know what's going on, and uh, it should be fun, so I appreciate all your hard work on that. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. And uh, without any further ado, though, speaking of your other hard work, uh, you know, I know you put a lot of time into this. And, you know, a lot of these type of shows, you've got this huge, vast pool of people that you can just grab anyone from. And, you know, just you can get this done in two seconds if you wanted to. Just pick all random names in the DDPY community. But you're one of those people that do their homework. And you like to go into the trenches and get down with the people and see what the buzz is around the DDPY community, who's killing it, who's crushing it, who has a story that's awesome, who's really uh, putting in the work that it takes to get recognized as the Warrior of the Week. And uh, according to uh, my sources, I've heard rumors that you have pulled out another inspiring story for us this week. And I'm going to need you, Crystal, to tell me what's up and who we got here to talk to you tonight. So this week's guest, um, I'm so excited about, um, it's my friend Spot King, and I have to be very honest with you, I didn't know a whole lot going in, so what I periodically do is I go out into the community and I say, okay, if you were to nominate anybody, who would it be? And holy moly, did I get a whole lot of suggestions that I needed to touch base with Scott. So um, I put out some feelers and we touched base and yeah, wow. I'm so super stoked to hear this journey because it's, it's an epic one. He's done really, really well. And boy, if this doesn't inspire you to get off your tuchus, boy, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Awesome. I I love it. So I would uh is it fair to say that this week's DDPY Warrior of the Week is uh fit for a king? A Scott King? How are you, Scott? I'm, <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys? Good, thank uh, you. I I am awesome. I am awesome and I appreciate you coming on with us. Uh like Crystal said, you came highly recommended through the community and uh, I love this show because it's peers who nominate you. It's it's not just John from a hat. It's somebody who you've inspired in the community, uh, and a lot of people seems to feel that way about you. So uh, our first question usually is, uh, you know, every great superhero has an origin story. What is the Scott King origin story? What brought you to become a DDPY warrior? Uh, well, I'll, I'll try to make this as brief as possible, but uh, I kind of have a little bit of a unique story, I believe, Uh of all, I'm, I'm I'm 43 years 43 years old. I, I've always been really gigantic my entire life, uh, and I would say I think it's about 13 years ago now. I ended up having gastric bypass surgery, uh, and the day of my surgery, I was uh, 552 pounds, and uh, I got down to a low of 276 with like a one day weight that I saw. And uh, it was short-lived, uh, and 276 by no means was small, but for me is tiny. Uh, I mean, I, can't, I cannot stress how tiny that is for me. But uh, nevertheless, uh, life happened, and I started putting a bunch of weight back on. And uh, it was about about 18 months ago now, uh, I heard about a diet on a podcast I listened to, and at the same time, my brother – uh, started trying DDP yoga. He was a really, really jacked muscle guy, but he was getting insanely frustrated because his mobility was just going down the tube, um, and he just had no, more, no no mobility whatsoever. So he heard about DDP yoga and uh, started having amazing results with it, and uh, I started dropping a little bit of weight, and he encouraged me to try DDP yoga, and uh, I was very reluctant because just – my mindset has always been yoga. Uh, yeah, no thanks. That's ridiculous. I, I'm not a yogi. You know, past. And uh, long story short of it, uh, after 18 months, here I am presently down about 180 pounds. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at right wow. now. Wow. That's insane. So I have a, okay. Yeah, I still have a road. 
I rode ahead, but uh, I'm I'm getting there. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So. Wow, that's that's incredible. You know, five hundred pounds. That I mean, you know, I've been near that size in my life several times. Like not you know to the five hundreds, but you know low four hundreds, and I've been there and back several times. And one of the hardest things to do is to get started there because. It's just such an, it's like to, to look at where like the quote unquote healthy range the doctors want you to be at. It just seems right. when you're in that place, it seems like, like it's going to be impossible to get down there. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and I'm it, sorry, and I, failed to, I, felt, I, I failed to mention when I started 18 months ago, uh, I was, I'm assuming I was 450 pounds. Uh, I maxed out the doctor's scale, so I cannot assume I was any heavier than that, but. I was at least 450 pounds, and um, yeah, and as of right now, I'm down 180 from that. Now, wow. there's some people who, in that moment, will you know, people kind of put their nose up a gastric bypass, uh, which I, I mean, I never understood because if it's not what you need to kind of get to the next phase for you need to be, but their their argument is always what is. Well, it's all it's cheating, yada yada. It's this, it's that. It's, it's an easy way out, but there's no easy way out when it comes to gastric bypass because that's where people are mistaken. The people who think that that's the way out because the, I mean, if you don't change your diet once that bypass goes in, uh, you 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 don't lose the weight, you gain it all back, and there's so much more work that goes into it besides just getting everything tied up and put away. And all right, now I'm better you literally have to overhaul your life as you would. And it's more of a situation for somebody who is, you know, really overweight and not just somebody who needs to lose a few pounds, but it is, you have to overhaul your whole life. And I feel like people put their nose up at the hard work that it takes to maintain a bypass like that um, because it isn't the easy way out at all. It's very, very difficult. And if you're not prepared for it to be difficult, it's not going to be successful as in any other diet or exercise. Yeah, exactly, and I I know that's why I failed at it too because I looked at it as the easy way out, and uh, I was, it was inevitable. I was going to lose some weight, but I quickly realized uh, I was never fixed in my head. I was never fixed mentally, so uh, you know that was still broken. So sure enough, the weight just started coming right back on. That's such wow. a great point. Um, you go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was, I'll, I'll give over a quick, I'll hand over to you, Crystal. Um, I was just going to say that, you know, when I first started, I always told people, and I told uh, Stacy Morris this, because Stacy really kind of hammered it home for me one time, talking to her years and years and years ago. She said, you don't, it doesn't matter how good the workout program is. It doesn't work out how, you know, how good the diet program is. Every workout program and diet program is successful if you do it the way you're supposed to. But nothing's going to work, you know, and so you can't get your body right, you can't get your fitness right, your flexibility until you get your head right. Right. And that was one of the things in DDPY that really kind of clicked for me. And like you said, you know, you weren't, your head wasn't there for the uh, gastric, but your head, if it wasn't here for DDPY, it would be as just unsuccessful as the gastric because you wouldn't be doing what you're supposed to do and you're not supposed to fix, you weren't fixing the problems that were there the whole time. So when I first joined DDPY, that DDPY, uh, the, the Own Your Life series, the 40-minute like speech that he gave clicked with me like nothing else I've ever seen before, which was the most important part of every diet that I had never tried before, which was getting my head right before I start you know, going in all in on just putting the Band-Aid on the problem. And that seems to be what kind of pushed you forward in the program to be successful. Right, absolutely. I, I, I 100% agree with that. Crystal? Uh, yeah, no, you know, I was just, I was sitting here thinking that, you know, it's amazing, you know, how a lot of us give up so easily. We don't try to the full extent, um, and I'm guilty of this. You know, you listen to everybody around you, and I think this is where the team page has become so important for me because the relationships that I've built there and having the people just around that will call you on your own crap, um, you know, that's been important because, you know, you can't pull the wool over your own eyes and expect results. And you can't lie to everybody all the time. Eventually, you're, it's going to catch up to you. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That's, that's kind of why I have a social media account. Um, I really don't like social media and uh, I wanted to be part of the community on Facebook with the DDP folks and everything uh, because I, I wanted to get on there and be accountable. I wanted to post my pictures knowing that I don't want to fail. I want to, I want to be accountable. I want people to push me on that. And like you said, call me out on stuff and, um, yep. you know, it's, it's, when you're kind of doing it and hiding and doing it quietly, it's easy to just let yourself down, unfortunately, especially if you have a history of letting yourself down. But yep. when you throw it out there, here's my successes and this is what I want, um, and you know, on a, on a group page, there's going to be people that are going to check in on that and making sure that you're just not talking and you're actually putting your words to, to action. That's, that's such, it's a great point. I, I kind of want to uh, check with you uh, because there's been a few people here in the community that have come and gone and, and, you know, a lot of them are still here. I know slim was a huge motivation for a lot of people. And um, when you're, you know, when you got 450 pounds, when you get 500 pounds on you starting a quote unquote yoga DDPY program, obviously we know what it is, but that word yoga is going to be intimidating. You know, there are warnings on exercise videos that, you know, people of my size need to can check to a, a doctor or whatever it may be to kind of just go and start on day one. Um, it's got to be intimidating. And this is the program that's always been advertised as anyone can do it. And I always say that that is the most important thing because in some way you can modify, you can, you know, find a place where you can start at. But starting is sometimes the hardest part of all. When you're looking yep. at the amount of weight you have to lose and the size that you're at, it's got to be intimidating to think, all right, I'm going to get on this mat and do my workout right now, first one. How did you get there, and where did you start off? And did you use modifications? And, you know. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, I tried to have gastric bypass surgery again and uh, because I, I know it worked before, and that was the only thing I was ever remotely successful at. And uh, my insurance declined it. And I just kind of chalked it up to like, well, well, I, I, this is where I'm going to end up. I'm going to have, I'm going to die early. And uh, not to sound overly dramatic, but I have three little girls. And uh, I remember a few times driving home from work thinking, man, I, I need to like, I need to document something. I need to write letters to them, letting them know how much they mean to me because you know, I felt like I was a borrowed time and I don't know if I was going to, I didn't, I couldn't guarantee I was going to be around for them, you know, and I didn't want to have an early demise take me out and never really be able to relay it to them and everything. Uh, so I just, I kind of just had like a, I guess you'd call it an epiphany one day driving home, like seriously, I'm just sitting here complaining and these are my alternatives and this is what I'm thinking about doing because I can't get gas or bypass again. I said, you know, I can't stand complainers. I can't, I don't want to be a complainer. So I need to do something. I need to be active. I need to get off my butt and take ownership over my own life. And uh, again, I, I heard about this diet on this podcast and at the same time, the DDP. And what helped me is I did not look at everything uh, as I need to lose X amount of weight. I just set small goals at a time. So, um, you know, just many small goals will add up to a major feet. So uh, my goal was to be able to have my home scale read me because all I would ever do is step on it and said error, you know. And uh, so I, I had no idea that I was actually even losing weight because it was never, it was, the scale was never even reading me. And I, I felt better. My, I was certain my clothes felt fit looser. And then sure enough, one day my, my scale read me and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is amazing. And then, okay, now it's read this. Now What's my next goal? Let's 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 try to get another twenty pounds off. And then, you know, one day I was like, let's just get a three in front of my weight instead of a four, and then just let everything snowball into that. Uh, and, and that's what I really attribute a lot of it to was um, one, stop being a complainer and take action, and two, was the small goals. Just not overwhelm yourself because when you have a gigantic amount to lose like that, it is so easy to overwhelm yourself to what. Like, what's the point? You know, why am I even going to waste my time? Yeah. And, I mean, you know what? It's 
I wouldn't say it's easy to get on the mat, but it's, you know, sometimes the biggest workout that you can have with yourself is mentally. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I apologize. I didn't get into that topic. So, yes, the, the, the yoga aspect of it, the DDPY aspect of it, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is my, when my brother told me about it, I bought the disc. I was cheap, and I found them on eBay for cheap. And it, I couldn't, my brother and I could not figure out why it was kicking my butt and I couldn't get through it. And I tried modifying it only to find out that I'm a moron and I purchased the extreme disc and not the, the right set. So I was just trying to jump in like I've been doing this for years. And uh, so we figured out that I bought the wrong set and I bought the correct set. And um, yes, I was able to start modifying it. And I, I was making, like he says all the time, I was making it work for me. Uh, I was, I had to modify, I had to stand, or I had to do it next to a chair, mainly to keep balance or help get myself back up. I would have to take a knee or, or, or do push-ups from, my, from the knee position. And then uh, that was, uh, you know, that was more and more encouraging things because slowly but surely you don't use a chair as much. And then, you know, you, you dab your knee just a few times instead of all constantly being on your knee. And it was just small uh, achievements that really, uh, kind of fired you up too to, to to achieve another thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, which which podcast did you say you first heard about DDPY on? Well, uh, this my the the diet that I do, I heard it on a podcast. Uh, the DDPY I heard about uh, from my brother, and then later also saw it on uh, or heard him on Joe Rogan and and everything uh, like that. But it, what I what actually got me started on DDPY was my brother. Oh, is he right. still doing it? Scott? Yeah, he's, he's still doing it. He, um, so yeah, he, he's not as huge muscly, but he's more of a lean athletic look now, but he has full mobility and he's actually has so much mobility now that he got really into MMA. He does Brazilian jiu-jitsu now, but, uh, he still does the, the DDPY because he's, says how much uh, the DDPY really adds benefit to his, his Brazilian jiu-jitsu that he does as well. Right. That's awesome. So, you know, you, you know, uh, you were the, the fat, a documentary, which I've, I've seen advertised a thousand times on Amazon. And I know you've had a huge success with that and, and talking to you, I'm going to have to go back and watch that because it's one of those that's been in my queue, but there's just so much on Amazon that I get sidetracked. But, uh, you know, you've been doing that, that diet, and you've been doing some press for it, too. You guys have been on, uh, going on the Dr. Drew show, who I actually – I like Dr. Drew a lot. I, I, I listen to him often on, on the Tom Segura stuff. And uh, yeah, you've done a lot of, like, press going around with here, too. Uh, talk about your experience of kind of hooking up with, uh, with the director of that documentary and, and then going out and doing some, you know, some PR stuff with him. Yeah, so um... – it was back in January, December, January this year, uh, you know, early at the beginning of this year, uh, Vinny Tortorich, the creator of NSNG, um, No Sugar, No Grain, uh, that I do, um, he was on Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla's podcast, and that's where I heard him. And I, during that time, he, he saw me on uh, social media and said, hey, you know, do you want to be on my Saturday show, which is um, basically like a, a, an inspirational story show on Saturdays. And at that time, I think I, I don't know, maybe I was like 140 pounds down or something like that. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. I'd, you know, I, I, I could never in a million years imagine someone wanting to hear my story because I've never, <laughs> I've just, I'm just not that kind of guy. I don't have success with weight loss or health or nothing like that. And then uh, it was about, a, you know, I've done a few other podcasts here and there. And then it was about a month ago, uh, Dr. Drew's wife actually saw me on uh, Twitter, I believe it was, and reached out to me because Vinny was going to be on Dr. Drew's podcast and um, they wanted to have one of his successes on there with Vinny. And, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, just, it's very surreal to me because, you know, I've been listening to Dr. Drew since, like, 96 or something like that. And, you know, so I'm just – I still – and, like – even like when, because I've been fortunate enough to have uh, Dallas call me a couple times too, and it's kind of 
you know, it's almost like, are you sure you want to talk to me? I mean, I'm nobody special. I just, I'm just following something and it's working. But, hey, again, that's why I do the social media thing. It started for my accountability, but uh, never in a million years that would I have thought that uh, I could reach out to people and kind of help people that were in the same position I was in where they felt hopeless and they felt there was, they were just a lost cause. And, um, you know, everybody's story might hit somebody differently. And it's just, I feel blessed enough that my story is actually reaching out to some folks. And I just want to pay it forward. I mean, uh, Vinny's done so much for the community. Dallas has so much passion for people and getting people healthy that that's really now beyond the accountability. That's why I post the social media because I want people to see like, wow, if this dude's doing it, why can't I do it? And I mean, I don't want nothing more out of it other than just relaying great information that I've been given and uh, just help, help another, try to make another success story for somebody. Wow. I, I love that. Um, uh, my, my first gig in, in radio was the late night board op running the live feed of Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. So I'm, I'm kind of jealous that mm. uh, you got to go on there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> the local feed, it was, I used to spend hours with those guys every night, uh, had some cringeworthy, you know, experiences listening to some pretty disturbing things on love line, but it was, oh, yeah. I love those guys <laughs> and they're, uh, and, uh, those, I love, I'm, I'm jealous, but I gotta, I gotta take a touch back real quick. Um, so I, I was looking through your social media before we came on, on here and I was, I was kind of scrolling through and, and, you know, obviously it's inspirational and stuff. And there's a lot of content out there, um, you know, on social media that's, uh, it's, it's, it's geared towards look at me. Uh, I'll sell you something. I'll look at me. I'll, you know, buy this powder or buy this, these pills or whatever it is. So I feel like it's, it's a lot of fitness social media can be disingenuous at times. Uh, it can be kind of, uh, you know, uh, preying on people and, you know, trying to make a buck here and there. But when social media, fitness, social media is done right, there is, they, it will change lives. It will change people's worlds. I remember when I first came on here, the thing that really stuck with me for GDPY was going on somebody's page and thinking, oh, of course, he looks good. Uh, you know, he's obviously, you know, in shape, a fitness guy, but I don't relate to that guy. But then I scrolled through his timeline and he was me, you know, not me, but he looked like me. He had the same lifestyle right. to see somebody who lived like that, who was in that spot, who looked like me had the weight problems I had and then saw the finished product, you know, not the finished product, but where he is now that inspired me. And there's not a lot of representation for people who are 500 pounds on Instagram models or Instagram <laughs> social uh, fitness people. You know, there's not a lot of fitness people who are, who are, you know, coming from that place. So if I'm at 500 pounds or if I'm at 450 pounds and desperate to find some inspiration, I'm not going to look at the person who, you know, is in the bikini body since day one. I'm going to look for somebody who's like me. And when someone like me sees somebody like me, who's killing it and living a better life and change their life. It really does light a fire that make you feel like I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who's been in the place where I am. And to see somebody be successful, it's a firing in your belly that nothing else can ignite the relatability. And when you're in this community and when you're in the fitness community, there's a lot of people out there and you may have a think you may have the most specific problem in the world or your specific mindset or, or weight gain or, or disease. And when you find somebody who's where you were or where you're at, just knowing that there's somebody out there being successful when you feel like success isn't a possibility is a huge gift to somebody else's life. I agree. Yeah. I mean, so many people did that for me. And like I said, just, to be able to do it for somebody else, it just makes makes it worth it. Just yeah, I'm not trying to prey on nobody. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. Just paying forward, paying forward what I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to experience. It's you know, it's just I mean, it's such a great thing. Why would you even want to contain it? You'd want to just spread it, right. and let everyone know about it. You know, it, it, you know, you can have this. You can you can change your life. This is not the end of your story. It's just the beginning, and. That's that's just all I want to relay to people. I I, I know what you're talking about with the social media because it is just it is disgusting out there. It's, you know, 
a beautiful, you know, a beautiful person just trying to sell something and it's, it's easy to lose heart. Like, Oh, I found somebody that's like me. And then like, Oh no, now I have to pay them to know their secret. Or like you said, we just have a really great community on these pages where it's just people just want so much to see success for people without any strings attached. They just, they just want to help. Exactly. And I, it's just really refreshing to see that. Right. And I yeah, mean, it, exactly. it takes that whole, it takes that whole saying of something feeling impossible to switching the Diane, the dynamics to it, to I'm possible. I mean, it, that's one of the things that I think of when I think of this whole community, you go from impossible to I'm possible. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. When you put it, when you put it, you talked about earlier with uh, your, your daughters, you know, sitting there and thinking like, I got to start writing some stuff because I'm not going to be around for them. It really makes you think because, you know, you look at somebody who's, who's, who's got a timeline in front of them, whether it be cancer or, or just a disease or a, a finite number of days left on this planet. And you look at all those people and you look at the people who have children or a husband and wife and think like, and they're thinking, I would do anything to be here for my kids. I would do anything to be here for my spouse. And when you're in the heart, when you're in a place like you were at, like it's hard to kind of, you know, get your head around that, but you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to die. And it's almost like if someone told you like, I'm sick, I have to eat some leafy vegetables and, and chicken or whatever it may be. And I can cure my cancer and be here with my kids for the rest of my life. You would think, Oh, well, if that person doesn't do that, he's an asshole or she's an asshole. But to think in that moment, like, we accept the problems that we're at and you're like, I would do anything for my kids. I would do anything for my wife. Really? Because right now you've accepted death and a lot of people mm-hmm. accept that weight problem and accept that, you know, future and it's hard and there's no magic pills. But if you would do anything to be there for your kids, there's either put up or the shut up. There's either I'm going to do it and I'm going to do something about it. Like you have done and, and are continuing to do. And then there's giving up and, no matter how hard it is, I think giving up on your kids and giving up on your family when there is a way out and you're willing to do anything, but not anything. That's a, it's a pretty hard pill to swallow. You know, I'm sure from you looking where you're at now, it's hard for you to imagine not taking that route. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, yeah, it, it is difficult. And I'm not saying that, overweight people are bad parents and I know you're not saying that either but the fact of the matter no. is what I associated I, I, I associated it with so much is that I, I got I started getting like a really guilty conscience during this because I would be eating poorly I knew I was eating poorly I knew I was you know taking another shovel out of that grave that I was digging for myself I, I knew I was doing that and I was literally feeling like this thing I'm eating this food I'm eating has taken priority over my family. This is, I mean, that might sound dramatic, but prove to me otherwise. I mean, this garbage that I'm ingesting that is leading me to an earlier death that I know is leading me to an earlier death, you know, it's just all about where your actions at. My actions were showing that my heart was really not into it and my kids were not taking priority over everything and my family wasn't. And uh, I just, you know, like I was, like I said earlier, I just, I just, I don't like when people gripe about something, gripe about a situation. Woe is me, poor me. I don't like it when they don't do anything about it. And I did not want to be that person. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have that attitude and take a zero step towards an action of making it better. I finally just told myself, you know, put up or shut up. And I, I just needed to do it. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I just, I feel very fortunate enough that my my mindset has changed so much that uh, I I don't I don't the truth of the matter is, is people say you know you have so much willpower you're doing so good I don't feel like I have any willpower still it's just um, my my mentality's changed uh, uh, my priorities have changed my passion right. for what is most important in my life has changed. And it's just been a reset to my brain. I'm not deprived. I still eat good food. 
I just am more educated now on what I need to do. And I put the work in with it and I put the work in with the yoga. So um, I just didn't want to be a talker. I, I wanted to be a doer and I had to do something. So when I, when I was coming back from Georgia, there, <laughs> there was this weird moment about, you know, I was talking to somebody sitting beside me and they saw my shirt and they just said, Oh, DP yoga, you know, and you just kind of talk. And they said, if there was any way that you could sum up the program, what would it be? And I said, DDP yoga, it's never been about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. I agree. <laughs> but really, it's true. I mean, how much, I mean, even for me, and I mean, I can only speak for me personally, but my biggest hang-up has always been me. It's never been what anybody else thinks. It's it's always been me and what I'm willing to do or what I feel like I'm willing or able to do. I mean, I'm I'm my worst critic and worst enemy at times. I I couldn't agree more. Um, I you know being a fat person my entire life and growing up a fat person, you. Um, like so many overweight people growing up, you learn to be funnier than other other people about making fun of yourself, so you could take all the ammo out of away from everybody else. Because you know, if you're make if you're cutting yourself up better than anyone else can, it kind of takes out takes the wind out of their sails. So, um, but on the flip side of that, there's a bad side. You start buying into your garbage, and you start feeling like you're not worthy, and you know, all the negative talk, you, you really, you really, whether you try to, you know, say it or not, I mean, you really do deep down inside, devalue yourself. And it, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind so of a bummer. What's been the biggest thing since you've experienced some major, major weight loss? Um, and I, the program isn't strictly about weight. It's about well-being. So what's been mm-hmm. the biggest thing? Have you run into someone who is just completely shocked at, you know, your appearance or your success or whatever the case may be that you just didn't expect? I had a really funny experience a few months ago um, before all this COVID-19 stuff happened. Uh, About two years ago, uh, a person I know, a buddy from church, volunteered me to help assistant coach uh, my daughter's soccer team. And, you know, I got kind of thrown under the bus under that because I'm not a soccer person, but whatever. Um, and so, you know, I was, you know, over 450 pounds at that time. Well, uh, I was asked to coach soccer this past season, and uh, there was a couple parents kind of I'd walk by, they'd mutter, and I'd, I'd walk by again, and they'd say something. And uh, one of the parents said, you know, did you used to coach a couple of years ago? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to help with another team. They're like, oh, okay. And I walked back by. They're like, are you are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm positive. I, I guarantee you. They're like, oh, I think you coached my daughter before. But but and then they, I could tell she wanted to say something. I said, I said, did your daughter have a coach that looked a lot like me but a lot bigger? And she's like, yeah, I'm not trying to be mean, but, yeah, a lot bigger, a lot bigger. And then I, I pulled out a before picture out of my phone and showed her. She's like, yeah, that's the guy, that's the guy. And I was like, yeah, that's 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 me. And she's like, no, that's no, that's that's not you. And my my mom just so happened to be visiting from California, and um, she was sitting on the bleachers, and she's like, no, that's my son. That's really. And she they started, you know, show, my mom started showing her pictures. And by the time I left practice, they're like, okay, you need to tell me everything that you do. What what's this? What's this? I think I was even wearing my DDPY shirt. And they're like, what's what's that mean? And it was. It's kind of neat to have to convince somebody that you really are the same person that they saw two years ago. Absolutely. So, yeah. You, you had touched on something earlier, and I want to kind of circle back around real quick because I think it's hugely important. You talked about how, you know, you're, you're the same person you were, you know, before you lost the weight, and it's not, it's not always easy and, and flawless. And I feel like there's a there's this there's this and no one perpetuates this myth, but I think we all kind of believe that once we get to 
where we want to be, our problems are solved. I no longer crave this food. I never, no longer struggle with overeating. I no longer I need to, you know, uh, not want to exercise. Suddenly there's the magic wand, the light switches, and all of a sudden I'm healed. I'm, you know, hallelujah. I'm a better person. I don't have any more of my trappings. And you said that, you know, internally you do have uh, a lot of the same problems you dealt with before, but you're learning how to deal with them and you're learning that, it's nice. I don't want to work out today, maybe, but I have to. I don't want to eat healthy today, but I have to. You know, it becomes more of a, a responsibility, like a mandatory part of your life, rather than just a, a flawless, uh, effortless uh, transformation. It's something you have to fight. Uh, I know when I first gained uh, my weight and lost my weight again, it was something that was daunting for me to think about to think I'm going to have to fight this every day for the rest of my life. And you kind of get in that, what was me mentality. And whenever I kind of got into that style of thinking, that's when my weight would creep up again. You know, I'm going to battle this demon every day for the rest of my life. So obviously you're the same person you were before, but now you've, you're battling those demons in a different way. You're battling your problems in a different way. You're acknowledging that you're there, they're there, but acknowledging my life is better without them. So I'm going to try to fight every day. How do you kind of wrap your head around that? How do you get through that and kind of trick your mind to thinking that it's a brushing your teeth, the washing your hands or, you know, moment instead of just being an effortless, you know, part of your life? Yeah. Uh, I, my, my biggest thing is I try, I try so hard not to get in my own head. I don't, I, I try to take captive every negative thought I have. Uh, I, uh, I don't overthink things. If you know, I, I'm pretty good on how I eat. Uh, I, I don't really mess up. But if I do accidentally screw up or do mess up on how I eat somehow, some way, I don't think it's the end of the world. I, I, I you know, it's done right there. Okay, my, my you know, I acknowledge the mistake is over with. Um, it's not one of those things I do in the past where I would be like, oh, I screwed up. It's Saturday. Well, let's we'll screw the whole weekend over and we'll start back on Monday. No, it's, it's done right now. I acknowledge it. We're, we're back to normal. Uh, it never happened. Let's just keep on going forward. And then as far as, um, you know, just I have three little girls, so it's really easy to get overwhelmed with the schedules and everything like that. And we're, we're really active with church and everything. So it's really easy to overextend yourself. And, you know, sometimes you might just not have the time to put in a, uh, an hour long workout or whatever. So um, energy, energy 2.0 has been like my, my backup go-to always is just, you know, I know I need to work out. I know I need to get something in. You could spare, I think it's 22 minutes and change, 23 minutes and change. You could, almost anybody could spare that much time. So just, yep. okay. You might, you know, might not be able to get your whole workout in or, you know, your day is about over with. Just get it in. Just it, 20 minutes. You can spare 20 minutes. I promise you that. It's not difficult. You're going to spend 20 minutes that evening trying to figure out what to watch and never figure out what you want to watch. Just take that time and get on the mat. It's easy. You'll you'll feel so much better. You won't regret it. I've never once hopped on the mat and said, well, that was – finished it up and said, well, that was a waste of my time. It's just like right. the, fe- the feeling you get from being on the mat and just even, – even the Energy 2.0, even the short, quick workouts, it's – I always compare it to like uh, you know uh, the, the the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz. It's like you could tell when you miss a couple of days because you feel like you need that oil can and getting on the mat is what is that oil can. It, it just loosens you up and makes your body feel like it should. You're freer and limber. And I'm by no means a small person by, by any stretch of the imagination right now, but I am flexible beyond what I, a guy my size should be. It's ridiculous. And I, I, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the the, the free movement and the, the, the mobility. It's, it's nice. The energy juvenile is so underrated as a workout. It packs such a great oh, punch, yeah. but also doesn't incapacitate you for your days. I call it like a cup of coffee because it just makes your day better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and also I, I really learned what helped because I had been doing the DVDs for the most, you know, most of my time I've been doing this. And I'd say three months ago, I actually broke down and purchased the app and I realized, oh, 
with the heart rate monitor hooked up and doing this energy 2.0 and trying to get myself to stay in that green zone the whole entire time, it's a completely different workout now. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I've always thought, okay, energy 2.0, it's a breeze, do the DVDs, barely break a sweat. And then you throw that heart rate monitor on and try to keep that in the green zone. That's a different beast. It is a short, it's still a short workout, but it is a different workout. I mean, it's, it's, it was, it, my first time with that heart rate monitor, I, I was positive that, that uh, app had the wrong workout or something because it kicked my rear end. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Um, so you, uh, oh, sorry, Crystal. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead, please. Oh, I, I was just going to say real quick, uh, you touched on something, and, and I love the way you put this because when I used to used to train and wrestling and all this stuff and all my stuff back in the day, I'd be doing to this point where I'd start getting, you know, kind of the motion of it. And then I start breaking it down a little bit and I start analyzing what I'm doing and overthinking what I'm doing a little more. And my wrestling coach always said, if you're thinking, you're stinking. And there's a time to think. Mm. And then there's a time to just, you know, not. And in my life, part of my problem is I've been so over analytical about my weight. I'm trying to like, why did I get here? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? And then I want to plan out nine months worth of like meals and have it all just organized and written down and I realized that in, when I do that, preparation is good to a point, but it lasts me about a week tops. And I found that once I got off my prepared goal, like once I had my pre- preparation out, if it deviated, it screwed me all up. Like you said, I, I eat today, so I might as well eat all weekends. My world changed the most is when I started thinking moment to moment. You know, I'm in this moment right now. I can't follow a plan all the time because there's not a plan available. So in this moment, what decision can I make that's the best one with what's available to me right now? And taking it by moment by moment is was a game changer. And I love how you kind of put that out there and, and, and kind of said that you can't allow yourself to overthink everything like that. You just got to do the best you can today. And it sounds such like a cliche, you know, hallmark card of a quote because we've been passing that around forever, moment by moment. But really all we have is right now and what can I do right now with the options that are available to me to make the best choice. And once that choice is made, it's on to the next one. And it really creates a world where success is a little more attainable than trying to pinpoint and kind of script and picture out your entire life ahead of time. In some ways, that's good, but in some ways, it's very much setting yourself up for not achieving that perfection that you're looking for. You you nailed that on the head. I, it makes me laugh because that that was me to the T. I would I was the kind of person that would spend three to five days writing out the perfect workout and the perfect diet routine, and but I'd never implement it. I would just have the greatest thing you've ever seen on the notebook, and that was the end of it. And now it's more like, I'm just going to jump in and react. That's that's what I need to do. I just need to, you know, just throw myself into it and then just keep my head above water. And where I get the, 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 the preparedness helps, you know what, for me, preparedness just became all talk. And I, I just had to throw myself into it and react off of it. And um, that seems to be where I've had the most success is just, you know, again, pressing play on the DVD or starting the app or anything. It's not, I, I don't just think like, okay, I need to get this ready for tomorrow. I need to get this ready for tonight. I need to do this and this and this. I just, I just go and do it. And then by the time you have a second to think about it, you're already halfway done with it. And so might as well finish it up. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting it. that I've been sitting here listening to both of you and it's really, really easy from someone like me, I I came to the realization just recently that I do not do well if I allow myself to get overwhelmed. If I get overwhelmed, everything gets crazy. Everything gets crazy. And I can't concentrate on just one thing because I'm trying to juggle absolutely everything in my life. So I kind of really had to settle myself down and I came to the realization that I have a, I get to choose whether or not I can make good choices or not. When I gave my permission, gave myself permission to do that, it made things a little bit easier. Just 
you know, it's okay to get frazzled, but it's not okay to unpack your bags and stay there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. No, I, well, for for sure, and I think that kind of sums up what we've been saying here. You know, you started out at your heaviest, and you know, over five hundred pounds, and you know, that's a long road to look at. You know, the the lifetime of being perfect is a long road to look at. You know, our journey is only as much as the next step, and I think yep. that so much of us is focused on the goal or the end game. It's like, how am I going to get down to here? But as you probably know from from taking the weight off and losing weight. The goal isn't the isn't the part that matters. You more you learn more on the journey. You learn more on hitting three hundred or hitting four hundred or hitting two hundred. You know, well, realize you can tie your shoes comfortably or you can lay down in a bed comfortably. Like it's the little steps along the way that mean the most. And don't get too caught up in the goal when your next step is just the most important part of, you know, the whole journey. Absolutely, and it, it's the it's yeah, and it's the small things in life that. Um, like you said, it, it's just the smaller, simpler things that you learn to appreciate, like uh, going to a restaurant with my family. I don't have to scope out tables that I could fit in because we're rolling out a booth. There's no chance of that. Um, it's just nice trying to live life like a normal human being. It, it, it's, I mean, people that have never been in that situation like I have, they don't understand what it's like. And uh, I always joke and say people that are, morbidly obese, they're probably the best structural engineers in the world because I can look at any chair or piece of furniture and tell you what the weight limit is with just by just by glancing at it. And I I can't tell you how many weddings I've been to where I've been terrified when I see those white fold-out chairs come out, and I'm like, ah, crap, I'm standing for the rest of the night because I'm not sitting on that stuff. And it's just so nice to be able to just be a regular person and just experience what people experience day to day without having to have the, um, the asterisk of morbid obesity over your head constantly and just modifying your life and every single thing. Yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, there's a whole, you know, debate right now as to should we, you know, celebrate obesity or should we shame it or what may it be? And I just want to say, there's beautiful people who are overweight in your, you know, in your heart, and everyone is, 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 you know. But I've been on that side of it, where I've been on the north side of 400 pounds, and it is, it's harder to live that way. And I, I say, you know, <laughs> we talk about like, you know, inclusivity and stuff. I say, try being 440 pounds and trying to find dress shirt at nine o'clock on a weekend mm-hmm. on a weekday you know oh, yeah. you can't find things oh, yeah. that fit if your shirt rips in the middle of the day you can't just go to the store and buy a shirt it's uh it, it's a built for a, a small person and uh built for an average sized person it, it's it's difficult and it has nothing to say with your value or who you are as a human being but just as from health purposes and from just living in life you it's not built for someone, you know, who's in that kind of weight problem. And it's got to be freeing once you get out of there um, to kind of be able to appreciate being comfortable, you know, sitting in a chair, being comfortable yeah. at a table and going to a store and, and, and buying stuff. And I think that's pretty incredible. And I think that your daughters have a hell of a role model to kind of look up to because what mattered when you're, you know, your dad was faced with, do I stick around here for my girls or do I kind of fight this and, and, and try to like, you know, overcome this or do I give up, you know, their dad, their dad kept fighting. And I think that's a great, you know, lesson to give to your kids too. Uh, they can look at you and be proud that, you know, dad put up a, a pretty good fight for you. I do appreciate that. I mean, you know, family is what it's all about. And just gotta, yeah, you just gotta give it a fighting chance. Um, absolutely, and uh, I, I appreciate you coming on here and telling your story. It's it's a really inspiring story, and I think that as in most of the shows here, there's going to be certain people that pick out you know a lot from it and recognize their own problems and their own self in it, uh, which will inspire them or give them some kind of tip or tools to make their you know health journey better. And uh, I see the shows that you've done, the Dr. Drew thing, you know, the, the podcast and stuff, you're going out there telling your story and, you know, being a benefit from inspirational stories, you, of course, you know, benefit greatly from a lot of other people's. It's, it's kind of the duty of somebody who's owning it to go out there and, and kind of change, 
change the world and change the lives of people and uh, pay back the inspiration and motivation that you took yeah. in and uh, used in your own journey. So thank you very much for, for doing that. Thank you. I do appreciate it. And would it be okay if I just thank a couple people really quick? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And give us, give us your social media too, or anywhere you can be found yeah. for. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, my social media, hopefully I get this right. Um, my, my Twitter, my Instagram is less of me with NSNG. Uh, NSNG is short for no sugar, no grain. Um, I got a YouTube channel too. If people want to reach out to me on there. Uh, I have a group, face group, Facebook group page called Rebuilding with Bacon. Uh, and, uh, I, yeah, I just try to just forward the information that I, I have been fortunate enough to receive. And just I, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm more than happy to try to help people and help people with their journey. And um, I will never, ever, ever stop uh, running my mouth and talking about and preaching about NSNG and DDP yoga. I think it is the best combination that there is out there because uh, the anti-inflammatory uh, diet uh, that comes with the, the ketogenic diet or the, the, the anti-sugar, anti-grains diet, compound that with yoga. Oh man, it's just you. You will feel and move better than you could ever possibly imagine. I'm 43 years old, and I should be starting to feel my age coming up, and I'm feeling younger than I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, so yeah, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to to, to help anybody I possibly can in any way I can. Um, and then for uh, I want to I want to just thank my wife Sandy. I, I love you and. Um, my, my daughters, Jocelyn, Ella, and Emma, and so many people uh, have been, um, so many friends, so many people from church, uh, that you know who you guys are. We'll spend two hours if I had to go through everybody's name. Uh, so I just want to say thank you, and uh, my church has been really encouraging to me. And, um, man, just I just got great people in my life that are really uh, excited to see my success. And... Um, my brother, Josh, thank you for telling me about DDP yoga a long time ago. Even though I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard, I appreciate you uh, telling <laughs> tell me about it. And, you know, uh, yoga is not what I thought it was. and uh, I, I, I wish I would have done it a long time ago. So, yeah, thank you to everybody. And thank you guys both for having me on the show. I, I, I had a good time. You're very oh. welcome. I, I, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, real quick. You, the keto diet, I just want to say this real quick. In 1994, uh, I've, I've, I've told people about this before. I've never actually done it for weight loss or fitness, but in 1994, my brother was having grand mal seizures every day to the point where he was going to be a vegetable by the time he was 18 years old. Uh, they put him on the really experimental ketogenic diet when he was 12 years old, and in three years, he was off all seizure medication and has never had a seizure since then. And he, he had three friends who have passed away wow. that were his age in his seizure oh my gosh. from that stuff. But my brother, through the ketogenic diet, and uh, when it was very infant uh, in, in its, like, research, uh, he had to have a stick of butter, like, with every meal. It was crazy. But, like, they used that, and he saved his life. So, it, you know, I, to hear it come back around in discussion lately, it was like we had, we, my brother, when he completed his time he was supposed to do, got a cat and named it Keto after the ketogenic diet. They died years <laughs> ago. But, like, that, wow. that diet did save my brother's life and is the reason why he's here. So it's, it's, wow. it's really got some, some, a lot of merit to it. 100%. But. Absolutely, and uh, Crystal. Before we yeah. get going, let's uh, let's fire us off with one of your Canadian quote master quotes of the week, baby. Absolutely. Um, this one, it's weird how this works out sometimes. I picked this quote two weeks ago. Um, here we go. It is um, the author's unknown, but the first step to getting towards um, somewhere is deciding that you are not going to stay where you are. Hmm. I like it. I love it. You know, we have so much power in in our decisions, and that's a great one to remind us that we do have those power to decide to go put that into effort, uh, into uh, absolutely into the into work. So, thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of DDP Radio live at DDPRadio.com. I think will we have uh, Travis coming on next week. 
Um, I'm not sure who it is, but yeah, uh, I. All right, we'll figure Probably. it out. <laughs> yeah. Head over to DDP Radio on Facebook and uh, and kind of find out who the next week's guest is going to be. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Crystal. And uh, I'm you. Mike Mullins, your reasonable rap hype man, saying raise the roof if you care or if you don't care. Probably not going to raise the roof, <laughs> so I even care. But throw your hands in the air. I don't know. We'll see you guys next week. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! He's in a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This is- Talk Radio.